This is WCNY's The Capitol Press Room, and we're turning our attention to physical therapy and specifically what can be done to make this part of the healthcare continuum more accessible to New Yorkers. To do all that, we're joined on The Capitol Press Room by Michael Tisby, president of the American Physical Therapy Association, New York. Welcome to the show, Dr. Tisby. Thank you, David. Uh, Good to meet you. And also joining us is the chair of the association's public policy committee here in New York, Dr. Marsha Spoto. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Spoto. Yes, thank you, David, and uh, we're very happy to be here. Well, before we get into increasing access to physical therapy, I want to discuss how physical therapy can be useful. So can you touch on some of the different conditions or situations where physical therapy can be the appropriate response or at least part of the appropriate treatment course for someone? Absolutely. Uh, Physical therapy uh, is a a health field um, that you really can find in in almost any setting in, in New York and in most states. Uh, physical therapists uh, are are active in hospitals, nursing homes, assisted living facilities, uh, and pretty much any other medical facility. But also, a large portion of physical therapy involves uh, musculoskeletal therapy in both um, outpatient settings, in private practice settings, and oftentimes uh, in school settings as well. So physical therapists are often seen in the community more so as a a private practitioner uh, working with musculoskeletal injuries and neurological conditions. And do most people end up reaching a physical therapist as a result of, say, a referral by their primary care physician, or are there other avenues in which someone might encounter a physical therapist? We receive a lot of referrals from physicians and for all types of physicians, from primary care physicians and a lot of specialist uh, providers Um, But we also have this direct route to our care. Um, And that's one of the reasons why we're here today is to talk about direct access, because a lot of the public doesn't really understand they can come directly to a physical therapist without the need for a physician referral. Well, can you elaborate on that sort of pathway that a lot of people might not be cognizant of existing? Uh, Yes, sure. So since 2006, um, New York has legally allowed physical therapists to see patients directly. Currently, we have some restrictions on that ability. You know, patient can see a physical therapist for either 10 visits or 30 days, whichever comes sooner. And then they would need to obtain a a physician referral to continue care. So currently, we're trying to remove those limitations But yes, uh, patients can come see us directly and they can continue to come to us via referral as well. And when we talk about restrictions, are these restrictions that insurance companies put on or are these restrictions that even if I wanted to pay out of pocket, for example, I I wouldn't be able to see a physical therapist for some of these extenuating timelines and number of visits? Yeah, these are legal uh, scope of practice restrictions. Yes. So they would have to be changed by law. And I would just add, though, that almost all payers in New York, almost all insurance companies cover uh, direct access care. So what do you envision would be the effect on public health to expanding direct access? By expanding direct access in New York, which, you know, I'll add, has been expanded in many other states already, um, we really see it as a way to increase access to health care for all individuals. Physical therapists, uh, as we're doctorates um, and have been doctors of physical therapy since 2006 as well, are really poised to become an asset to the entry level to 
the health field because we're, we're, we're facing a, a primary care physician shortage coming up um, within the next 10 to 15, 20 years. And we're really poised to assist in that healthcare issue um, by being able to fully triage, to evaluate, assess, and refer to other practitioners as needed in order to both help alleviate pressure on the healthcare system, but also to help decrease costs. Um, there, there's many much research out there that demonstrates how uh, immediate care and immediate care by a physical therapist can decrease overall healthcare costs, both through decreased use of pharmacological agents, as well as decreased need for unnecessary radiographic tests uh, or things that uh, otherwise uh, would be ordered arbitrarily at times uh, just to clarify you know, a diagnosis. Well, you mentioned cost. What do you think of the idea, though, that primary care physicians are important gatekeepers in terms of limiting access to physical therapists, so ensuring that someone isn't getting too much treatment, essentially getting treatment that they might not need? Is there a role for physicians, primary care physicians, to serve as those gatekeepers to try to keep costs down? First of all, physical therapists will communicate with the primary care physician. And that that is something that is um, is actually written into our scope of practice is that communication. And, you know, physical therapists aren't just providing treatment, they're decision makers, okay? So they, um, physical therapists engage in a diagnostic process and they can con- communicate that to the provider. Um, so we're kind of talking about bringing more efficiencies into the system because currently if if uh, you know a, a patient butts up against the limitations of direct access they either have to call their physician or they have to go back to their physician and a lot of times in most cases the physician is deferring to the judgment of the physical therapist um, and so we're talking about bringing efficiencies into the system and as Mike indicated earlier we have a lot of evidence to support the idea idea that if you see a physical therapist early in a course of care, it is actually much more cost effective and efficient um, than going through more um, kind of the usual care route, which is to go through a physician first. Well, sticking with the issue of cost, there's the idea of New Yorkers who might want to see a physical therapist for an extended period of time, but are discouraged to do so because of the high cost of copays. To that end, there's legislation uh, championed by Senator Neil Breslin that would put a cap on what New Yorkers are, are paying out of pocket for this care. Can you explain the ramifications of something like that? This access to care is, is a good example of, uh, you know, Senator Breslin's a proposal because I, I think many people. What we found, um, and, and I believe this, this is over a, a decade ago, is that uh, many of the insurance payers uh, classified physical therapists as specialists. So they they put us in the same class as neurosurgeons, as cardiologists, as you know, higher end medical help that would you know you would maybe see a neurosurgeon once a month, once every six months. And, and so by doing that, by classifying physical therapists in that in that same category, uh, the, the co-pays have become cost prohibitive for patients to actually receive care. Uh, you know, a $50 copay for a physical therapy visit um, when the insurance may only be reimbursing the physical therapist, you know, 30, 40, you know, dollars, it speaks to whether that's really insurance coverage or not. And I think that what, uh, you know, we have found, and, and one of the things that we have struggled with 
as a profession, you know, during these years is, is to help lower that cost for patients so that they can access the care they need without, um, you know, really going into, you know, greater financial crisis or financial debt due to a, a medical issue um, that they may, may need to seek care for. I, I mean, at times you're, you know, people are, are having to choose between, you know, am, am I going to help rehab my knee or my shoulder? Or, you know, am I going to be able to, you know, pay my bills this month because I, I can't afford to see the therapist the two or three times a week that the physician actually prescribed me to go. Um, and, and so I, I think that by minimizing the ability uh, to bill patients, uh, you know, high-end co-pays really allows them to increase access to care that they need. And that oftentimes their physician is requesting um, and, and certainly uh, they, they may be avoiding due to the, the increased financial burden. Is there an expectation that by limiting the imposition of co-payments to no more than 20% of the reimbursement to the provider of care, that there could be some unintended consequences? For example, would insurance companies look to charge more for premiums, for example, if they're not getting the higher co-pays that they might be getting currently? Insurance companies impose their own restrictions with care. Um, and so, you know, sometimes they have a, say, a, a hard cap on how many visits they allow or they will, they will pay for as it is. So physical therapists are, you know, are bound by a lot of, uh, you know, we, we, we are uh, held in bounds in a lot of different ways. Um, but, you know, again, the point is that the earlier you get to see a physical therapist, the, the more rapidly your condition is resolved and overall the healthcare system benefits. And I, I will just add this, the, the, the APTA, our, um, our national association has just embarked on a major um, project where they looked at the economic value of physical therapy services, and they've broken it down by certain conditions and really kind of assigned a dollar value to the cost savings for the healthcare system with uh, physical therapy intervention compared to some other usual care for a given condition. Um, so, you know, again, we're really, for the most part, low cost providers in, in a much larger system. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I'll just tack on to that. I, I, I think, you know, of note is uh, from, from the total healthcare spend for most of these insurance companies, we probably don't even make 5% of their budget. This change wouldn't have such a tremendous impact that they would uh, they're they're going to increase their premiums anyway. I mean, the fact is they go up five to ten percent every year, regardless of the spend. One of the the interesting things to note that there have been many insurance companies themselves that have participated in these programs that show uh, cost benefit savings with the use of physical therapy. I know Blue Cross Blue Shield um, in New York, for one, had a an entire spinal program that they created based on the cost savings um, and effectiveness of the cost savings of of early access to physical therapy. So I, I think that the the data is out there both in the insurance industry and, and within the industry where we've done our research. Um, and it's it's like many other things. Unfortunately, the, the research uh, takes some time to catch up to actual practice. Um, well, finally, we've heard from all across the healthcare sector that 
the reimbursement rates when it comes to New Yorkers on Medicaid just don't cut it. And we've seen as a result that people on Medicaid have a tougher time accessing certain services. Does that same dynamic play itself out with physical therapists? Do physical therapists not get reimbursed enough for Medicaid patients? Are you discouraged from taking Medicaid patients? What is that landscape like? Medicaid in New York um, has a fairly low level of reimbursement for physical therapy services. And in many cases, it actually costs more to provide the service than the the therapist is paid for the service. Um, So this becomes an access problem as well. Um, A lot of those patients go to hospital outpatient centers uh, for their care. Uh, so that limits access for, for patients. So I'm glad you brought up Medicaid. It's something that um, has really been on the radar for us um, to, to address through uh, the Department of Financial Services. So, you know, absolutely. I know Marsha and I began the discussion about, you know, Medicaid services probably about, uh, was it about two years ago when, when we, were, we were talking with some folks from some other states and, and, you know, it really is a, a cost prohibitive business for, for a private practitioner in New York uh, to be involved in Medicaid. A- anecdotally, I, I, I knew of a therapist in central New York who set out with the idea in creating his private practice that, you know, he was going to accept everybody. And um, he ended up having a, a, a large portion of Medicaid patients and, and as a result ended up, you know, going out of business because he could not sustain um, his business, you know, serving that population. So I, I think that, you know, it's something that certainly Marsh and I have discussed many times over the last two years about trying to increase access to care um, for that population, you know, overall. I mean, our one of our goals, you know, in, in, in the APTA New York is to increase access to care for all individuals in New York and provide quality physical therapy services. And I, and I think that uh, we are on a, on a trend where we're trying to uh, increase access to care throughout New York, which is one of the reasons why um, we are rolling out this access to health, you know, program, because we see this as an, an important role that we play in society in general, in, in providing those services to all in need. Um, and, and, you know, we are a, a a state that has, you know, heavily uh, urban centers as well as very, very rural areas. And, you know, it's our goal to make sure that everyone's getting the, the same quality of care, you know, regardless of socioeconomic status or, or regardless of where they are in the state. Uh, we believe it's, it's our goal to help provide them all access to the same quality of care. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this conversation. I want to thank our guests, Dr. Michael Tisby and Dr. Marsha Spoto, for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. David, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Is your business, agency, or service interested in delivering your message to more than two dozen radio stations statewide carrying Capital Press Room? If so, visit capitalpressroom.org to contact our underwriting team.